0: Guys, we welcome to Below the Belt Show, actor and comedian extraordinaire, his second time here on the show. We're excited to have him. He's going to be at the Baltimore Comedy Factory this Friday and Saturday, guys, best known as Screech from the awesome TV show Saved by the Bell. Guys, this is Dustin Diamond. What's up, Dustin?
1: Hey man, it is so great to be below the belt. <laughs>
2: yes, yeah, it's <Yes. laughs> great to have you on the show.
0: Last time we had you on the show, we went below the belt literally because we were talking about um, a certain tape you
1: released. Yeah, last time we were, last time we were just about belt level, but a little below. This time we're going deep. <laughs> oh good.
0: <laughs> and is this kind of what that we should could, treat? Is this kind of what we should expect from a Dustin Diamond stand-up routine at the Baltimore Comedy Factory?
1: Hey, let me tell you something, man. Stand up has been a a passion of mine since I first hit the stage, uh, November of, uh, 98. So, it's, uh, it's a very special month for me because this month marks my 18th year doing stand up. And, uh, the fact that I'm still here and you never run out of jokes, you always build and build and build. And as long as you're creative and you get more, and the fact that audiences keep coming out means I'm doing something right. So it's great to have fans from uh, well, from above and below the belt.
3: Okay. <laughs> I mean, is it hard to do like a comedy um, routine? Um, you know, after doing like a serious drama, like Say by the Bell.
1: No, no. I mean, it's you know, Say by the Bell is probably <laughs> you weird. know. I'm a little mad that I didn't win any Oscars. I'm a mad, <laughs> mad that I didn't win any Academy Award. Yeah, like you're right? Like, that would be Emmys, though, yeah, <laughs> Emmys, not Yeah, like a, you said, I mean, you know, we're really, you know, it, it's the top dramas, Breaking Bad, Dexter's, you know, a lot of the CSIs, and Saved by the Bell. They're all really pushing the envelope for uh, for dramatic
3: acting. But you guys <laughs> did win um, Grammys, right, for like Friends Forever and for, um, um, what was that, like the Hot Sunday song? The um, Hot Sunday song. Oh, yeah, you're, your you're being
1: modest, my friend, and we're talking Jessie and her caffeine pill scene. I mean, she was yeah. so, so excited, so excited.
0: Now, did you feel like you were looking at your sister um, when you're watching Showgirls, watching Jesse? Well,
1: I mean, you know, I buttered my popcorn. I was in the front row. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. wait. I, yeah, I couldn't wait for the DVD to come out. You know, I got the tassels <laughs> with it, the cocktail mask, and It was awesome.
0: So we asked the Have same you ever question. Talk to her
1: about it? We we asked
0: the same question to Mario Lopez, and he got offended.
1: He, he got offended, really? Yeah. I think he was mad because he wasn't asked to be in that movie. Oh, and, of yeah. course, me, I you know, I I think it's great to watch the magic from in front of the curtain as well as behind.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I'm Mary Lopez, and it seems like you definitely embrace Say By The Bell, but with him and during our interview with him, he seemed like he was kind of, like, offended being, He's like, being oh, asked so hot now. by um Say By The Bell questions, you know what I mean? So it's good that you actually embrace it and you're like... Have fun with it. He probably doesn't. Yeah. Well, you know
1: it. what's funny is that it's you know you can understand. I, I kind of think myself as an average guy. I mean, I, I you can understand how people get um, not offended. but They're just they're too close to it. It's like a band, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to create and write new music all the time and enjoy right. their you know playing new songs. And they get known for you know uh, Stairway to Heaven or Free Bird or right, what have right, you. And right. that's what everyone requests. And after a while, you're too close to it. Play that old song. Well, I want to write new stuff. No one cares about the new stuff. Play the old right. stuff. And, and for me, after a 20-year cycle, sure, I was too close to it at one point. I wanted to distance myself like crazy. But, man, the love affair is still there, and it's back with a fire, man. And Net- sitting down watching Netflix and watching all the old episodes is a blast. I can't believe how we got away with such cheesy stuff, and everyone <laughs> loved it so much. And you've
0: got you to love the residual checks, too, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do with the 50 cents I just received from uh, last week's sharing.
2: <laughs> I would assume he probably just doesn't want to be reminded that he was the character who lived in spandex. Like... <laughs> well,
1: you, you know what? Hey, haters going to hate, slaters going to slate. That's all I got to say. Koki, uh, you have a question?
2: Uh, you, you know, I have to say, Bubula, okay, this is, this is I, uh, such an honor to speak to you. And because of the show, I ate my first reverse Oreo cookie uh, because of Below the Belt show. And what that is is that is a um, it's a white cookie with chocolate in the middle. Basically, what I mean by that is I had uh, two white girls and a black girl in high school, and got to eat them out because of the show. So I want to thank you very much because of Say by the Belt. Yeah, absolutely, it was awesome. Honestly.
1: Yep. Don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I don't think he does I am, ba- I am baffled, and that is hard to do, my friend. To the
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank he, you very much. Well, he is the Charlie Sheen of Baltimore we just talked
1: to. <laughs> I, my, my request for you is everything you do from now on must be above the belt. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, uh, did you hear about your co-star, Lark Vouris, apparently, supposedly has a sex tape that her ex, Jimmy Green, is bragging about? Have you heard about this? Wait, current? Yes, a current sex tape.
1: Huh. That can't be true. That I mean, she she's gone through so much um, stuff <laughs> recently that that feel yeah. like going into a Yankee candle shop that's that's been in a fire. <laughs>
2: What? <laughs> he's
0: That's saying basically right, she I don't, don't really look.
1: Piece g- together what you can from that. He's, he's saying oh.
0: basically she don't look good naked probably now. She's not looking as good. She's not looking as good as she did once, once, once.
1: She Pumped she up. looks like she's been melting for the last twenty years.
0: Oh gosh, Wow. <laughs> I feel bad for Lark now, man, but well, that's pretty cruel.
1: But um well, well, hey, I'm I'm just calling it like I see it, man. I was blessed with optic nerves. I don't know I don't know if anyone else is looking at the same thing I am, but you know, there, there was a portion where even I think it was People magazine, did an article where mm-hmm. the, the interviewer, you know, we're talking a respectable, classy magazine, sits back right. and Basically, at one point of the article, they were like, uh, I don't know what I'm looking at. This is bizarre. <laughs> and uh, I guess at one point, she was she was talking to people that weren't in the room, so I don't know what's happened, but uh, she may have made a deal that we're unaware of.
2: I, You know, I think he's absolutely right, because I think the I'm Black, going the, the right black Wax Museum would not make her because of that same
3: incident.
0: <laughs>
1: well, you know, what Let's <laughs> just say the Attack Attack Reunion show will not include the. uh... The backup guitarist or whatever it was that she played during the show. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. So, uh, obviously, uh, let's talk a little bit about the unauthorized Save by the Bell story. Um, how did you uh, end up becoming executive producer? That's pretty impressive.
1: Uh, no, it's not. It's, I wish it was as impressive as it seems. It's really just uh, mm-hmm. the way it works on paper. Because, you know, my book yeah. was written by a ghostwriter, so we had, you know, no... No, no publishing company wants to trust a first-time author with 80,000 words. You know, they got right. money invested in the thing. I wanted to write just kind of like about my time on the show. Really not that much happened. And they're like, no, 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 we're going to give you somebody who's going to come up with some good drama and some good dish. I'm like, what do you mean come up with? And, you know, I was supposed to talk to the guy for like 40, you know, 42-hour conversations. So right. we're talking, you know, 80 hours, uh, you know, plus of, of gathering mm-hmm. that the guy would turn into the book. Um, I talked to the guy for almost 90 minutes we we're talking shy of an hour and a half and all of a sudden he said hey i'm leaving you know on a trip i'll call contact you in two weeks two weeks later i received something in the mail i thought it was going to be like okay this is the first chapter of the you know, part of chapter one maybe something we got i got the whole book wow. in the mail i was like what what are you talking about they put a bunch of pictures they they added a bunch of stories that were far stretched out and embellished i mean we're talking my life story in you know, 80, 86 minutes talking to somebody. He wrote the entire thing. And then, uh, you know, Lifetime wanted to do a movie about it, which Lifetime movies are all a little campy and little, you know, a yeah, little yeah, uh, right. cheesy, but you understand what yeah, you're when, involved when I,
0: in. When I think Lifetime, I don't think Dustin Diamond.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> Lifetime threw this out, so they wanted to do... Um, You know, a a movie based on my book, which I told them, guys, you know that a bushwriter wrote this. And they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, the magic of television. And the magic of television made it to where they put me in as an executive producer in title only. I never saw the script. I never went to the set. Yeah, the magic of shows is really, really grimy.
0: Wow. Well, what's been the overall reception? Um, I liked it. I thought it was great. But uh, did a lot of people, like true Saved by the Bell fans, accept this uh, backstory, this uh, authorized story.
1: You know, I uh, to be honest, and I record, I recorded it. Um, but I never got a chance to see it. I was doing some shows in New York. Wow. Um, okay. I was doing, I was doing an off-Broadway show, and then I, I ended up. Um, you know, it aired while I was out there, so I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't want to watch. Standing it from bar and grill or something with it up on the TV. I want to <laughs> actually check this out, and uh, I was kind of scared to watch it just because I'm like, well, if they if they took so much liberty with with making stuff up during my book, what are they going to do on a thing that was based off of the book? Right. And like someone someone told me they had me getting drunk before like a uh, um, a martial arts thing, and I'm like, that yeah. okay, that straight up never happened. In fact, that's not even in the book. So it's like. <laughs> it's, it's like the game of telephone about my life, but like twice removed. It's very—it's a really bizarre life I live. I'm going to
3: tell you that, but it's never boring. Yeah, and I, yeah I, was, I was really surprised by the um, by the gay sex scene with you and Mr. Belding. I, I never knew that was true. <laughs> 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 okay, and now,
1: now I think you're just no,
3: playing I'm, with me. I'm, All right. I'm playing with you. I'm just joking around. Well, <laughs> because uh, we read that Mr. Belding, uh,
0: Dennis uh, apparently refused to watch it. He said, if your name's attached, this red flag's about the accuracy of the movie.
1: Yeah, well, you know, what's funny is that, uh, you know, De- Dennis knew that the thing was written by a, uh, a ghostwriter too. So it's really, yeah. it's not if my name's attached to it, the accuracy. It's really, it's just mm-hmm. if it's attached to the book and all that kind of stuff. Because what's funny is that we did the, um, uh, DH1, uh, not storytellers. It was the other one, like, you know, the, uh, E-True Hollywood story did a version, VH1 did a version of like the behind the scenes, what really happened. Mm-hmm. And they did all their research independently. They didn't really talk to the cast how so much. They just kind of, I guess, they must have talked to production or the network or, or just kind of dug up old, old, uh, interviews and things like that and based right. their stories off that. Nothing really happened. Like, I think our E-True Hollywood story was one of the most boring and tame out there because no one did anything. Like, it you gotta remember, like, w- during this time period, or at least no one got caught, because mm-hmm. during this time period, it was still early enough to where not everybody had cell phones. I mean, come on, Zach, Zach had the Brick Morris, you know, <laughs> yes, the, the yeah. that super giant, beefy cell phone that was like 30 pounds, <laughs> that he always kept in his pocket, you, gotta love it. you know. Yeah, weighed, weighed his backpack down and, and uh, gave him back problems. This thing was huge. And then... Like, no, but there weren't, it wasn't YouTube and Twitter and Mm. Instagram. You couldn't, everything you did wasn't up on the web for the world to peruse 10 seconds later. You know, so it was a very weird time. Like, the worst we had to worry about was if we went to a party and we're, like, drinking underage, you Mm. know, or if one of us, you know, God forbid, had, like, a fake ID as a kid, which I think every kid I know yeah, I like
3: when I grew up. yeah, we went you know, to the when like we were
1: it kids. It might be in Teen Beat or like Tiger Beat later. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Beat later.
0: <laughs> I, I got a question, uh, uh, Dustin. Um, I, we saw the, the awesome skit on Jimmy Fallon with most of the cast. Uh, were you asked to be in that, and if not, why?
1: No, and I'm, I'm not sure why. I'm assuming it's because of all the stuff that was going on. You know, with, with uh, the court stuff and all that, which of course, yeah. you know, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't worried. I knew the the details of it. So because of when it was going on, it was like, you know, gag order stuff, like the judge put a put a thing where you're not supposed to talk about it. Of course, I was found not guilty because video doesn't lie, and there was all these, you know, all, all, I knew that the video stuff would be shown and all this, and um, a bunch of bunch of drunk people that uh, were attacking my wife on Christmas. So it, it's. Uh, you know, it, it's funny is that, um, that, you know, they they breathalyzed people there and stuff, and right. I, I I didn't blow anything because I wasn't drunk. So I didn't, you know, I'm not a drinker, so it's like, it's just kind of funny how, like, the one guy who wasn't drinking anything for the night is the one that, because I was on TV, I was focused on so much, and everybody made it such a good deal, I think it was a mixture of like not wanting to stir up a bee's nest just because they didn't, you know, they don't have time to focus on it and really get to the details and B, um, you know, Fallon is based in New York and everybody went to California for like a week. And, uh, you know, I think it was more of a convenience thing. Like, okay, well everybody for the most part is based out of California. They're all right here. So let's get them in. So I didn't have to worry about like flying in or anything, but like Mark, Lark wasn't in there either, which I thought was kind of weird. Cause I think she's, based out of california as well so right. i don't know about her but um... but I, th- I think that's what happened on my end
3: i mean you think that some of the um your fellow cast um members are like mad because of your tell-all book
1: you know what? there there's probably you know some of that going on but here's the thing is that they're all, you know, they're all smart people. They all, you know, we all grew up, you know, we've been working for, for such a long time. I mean, all of us as kids had had a professional job right. and uh, and a career basically set out, you know, before we were even in high school. So I think that there's got to be a, a part of them that understands that you don't judge everything, you don't, don't judge a book by its cover of like times 10 in our industry, because you can't judge everything you base off hearsay or like Wikipedia, mm, right?
3: you
1: know, right. that's not, It's not governed by anybody. It's not. I can go home and update your Wikipedia page. That's yeah. There's no no board with it, and it's kind of the same thing. Because like, remember, people like Mark Paul. We work together so great. You know, you're doing the shows, and we had such a great time. But I haven't spoken to him since I was like 16. I mean, we're talking 22, almost 23 years. Really? Wow. I mean, that's that's quite a long time to you know, to not talk to somebody, and, you know, we get change after two decades, you, especially when you go from a teenager to a almost 40, it's, it's a it's a hefty time period to just jump ahead. So I think that, you know, it's one of those things where I'd love to, you know, to do an event or do, like, something with them to where we can all be back in the same place and kind yeah. of clear the air on my side, because I'm sure that they don't know how I feel about them and feel about the show, but... You know, but God knows, man, I I had nothing but good memories from those days. That uh-huh. that thing was awesome. I mean, being a kid and being able to just experience that and go through it firsthand was just incredible enough, much less to have people actually remember it as a good part of their childhood or a good part of their youthful memories like that. That's a major compliment to my entire life. And there's some people out there that are like, oh, I heard that on the Internet you don't like being called Screech or you hate the show and right. you hate the... Dude, how can I hate that? I have a theme song. Like, I want entrance music. I'm not even a WWE guy. I like, uh, awesome still is want to that? see Russell. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I got a nickname and about. theme song. All I need is pyrotechnics and like a finishing move, and that's it. <laughs>
3: well, We well, we saw your finisher on the video that you were in the second
1: <laughs> <table>. <laughs> Yo. You are correct, sir. <laughs>
0: Well, we know you did that uh, Hulk Hogan's uh, celebrity wrestling. Um, uh, you, would you do anything with the WWE, or uh, would you, you know? Yeah, well,
1: I've been, I've been, a, I've been a fan of the of wrestling for a long time since I was a kid, and of course, you know, like the um, uh, celebrity fit club and all that stuff. I mean, right. you know, I think everyone kind of knows now. Like that was all scripted. I wasn't. You know, I wasn't allowed to tell anybody at the time, much less the cast and everything. But production knew that, you know, everything that I was doing was being directed by, you know, someone higher up. And, uh, you know, I really got good ratings in. And, of course, I was game to play the bad guy because I never got a chance to. I mean, to, to get into, like, a show like Dexter or Breaking Bad or something like that would have yeah. been a dream of mine. No one was considering me for that because I was just getting comedic or goofy roles. Right. So while I'm flattered that, you know, I became popular or famous from from in the goofball, you know, as an actor, I kind of like to do some, you know, some broader stuff. It doesn't mean I need to head away from comedy. I love comedy as well, but you know, I think playing the bad guy was always something that, you know, as a kid, that you know, hey, I'm a uh, Star Wars. I think I always thought Boba Fett was the coolest character. I mean, oh, you yeah. know, how can you, have, you know, Star Wars without Darth Vader? The mm-hmm. bad guys kind of give you that arc. And for wrestling, oh, dude, some of the best bad guys <laughs> in the world are, are are in wrestling. I think that's just. Who, some of the most entertainment, you know, uh, um, some of the most uh, involved and, and, and invest I've ever been as an audience member have been in a professional wrestling environment, both live and on TV. I've had some of the best moments. Yeah, so,
0: we know, remember you on the Hulk the Hogan with those show. Two
1: passions was great.
0: Yeah, we remember you on the Hulk Hogan show. Uh, who would you want to wrestle on the current uh, WWE roster?
1: Oh man, any anybody. Uh, you know, from that level, is is just amazing to wrestle again. Daniel
0: Bryan versus Dustin Diamond. I'd like to see that.
1: I'm I'm gonna go with classic like Degeneration style. Like I'd like to get in there with like Triple H or something, or like you know, <laughs> yes. be able to be able to do something like the Rock and Sock connection, but instead of the Rock, make it screech like WrestleMania. You know, one, man, WrestleMania
0: screech. You gotta do it, Dustin. Screech versus Triple H. Ah, oh, dude, I yeah, love that on paper. <laughs>
1: Triple H versus triple. <laughs> you know, See, that, with
0: triple. That's why I thought you and Dennis would be boys because I know Dennis loves some wrestling as well.
1: Yeah, but I don't think that he's. Uh, I don't think he's equipped physically to be able to take some of the punishment that the guy's <laughs> 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 No, I'm serious, th- man. The guy's like the guy's guy's kind of older, and you know he's not. He's he looks, a little he's more he's not, He Doesn't do the beach body thing.
0: Yeah, he's he's taking the dad bod to an extreme, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I think him wrestling like Bob Sagner, or like Dad Tanner that would work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Dustin, what can you tell us about? Uh, can you talk a little bit about this this bar incident and? Apparently you were sentenced to 120 days in jail, but you just told us that you were not guilty. What can you tell us about the incident and how it happened?
1: Yeah, well, the, the, the stuff, the stuff that we, is not guilty of anything like criminal stuff. They just they tried to throw me with like a disorderly conduct, which, like I said, I wasn't drinking and it wasn't, you know. I, mm-hmm. I think, I think it was just kind of a matter of it's a conservative town and just kind of, you know, they don't want to. The press was all crawling all over the place, and you don't want to have. You know, they didn't. I feel like they didn't want to have somebody out there saying, "Oh, well, he just got a slap on the wrist. so We'll just give him a disorderly conduct." Yeah. And you know, and and everything's still in appeal, so I can't really go into into details with it right now. But I, see. I mean, it really was, uh, you know, like a very scary moment because I've never, you know, I've never had any kind of, I've never even been pulled over much for the, the speeding ticket, much less like jaywalking or anything serious. Sure. You know? yeah, so course. so it's like I've I've always had a squeaky record. I'm not a Drunk. I'm not a druggie. I don't smoke. You know, I'm not a, a smoker. I'm not. I just. You know, I'm a. Like my vice is like video games. Like my. Like the biggest curse of my life is like. You know, don't set me down in front of like the latest World of Warcraft expansion. Can that, I tell? Can, that's th- going to that, be my biggest thing. You know.
2: Now, now I have all those vices that you just mentioned, but let me tell you, if somebody ever touched my girl, uh, I was at a bar, I'd take an ashtray. And a pen and a pencil and stab their eyes out with it because it's disrespectful and you just don't do that, you know. And well, I, I would well, to know up
1: every, a, everyone that uh, has gotten any kind of details about it and anyone who's who's found out like some of the real facts about it and not just hearsay or going with whatever like the hippest thing to, to jump on the bandwagon is for like memes or trolling. Okay. Anyone who has details has taken my side immediately because like okay. what happened was not cool. It was not. You know, it was definitely something that I never want to see repeated. And, uh, you know, it's coming coming to the defense of your loved one, you know, it, whether it be your wife or your kids or whatever, like a family member, even a close friend, you, you definitely want to go in for, you know, for protection aspects. So there was, you know, anyone in my situation, I think, would have would have done the same, the same thing, thing right. if not stepped up even worse.
3: I mean, do, I mean, do you find this happening, like, often, like, where you're out and just, like, I guess some fans want to you know test you or whatever or like they think that you're still like the squeaky voice um kid from the tv show and they think they can like maybe even like bully you
1: no man in fact you know quite the opposite i've gotten a lot of love from people that you know whenever i go out when i go places and i think what it is is everybody has a screech in them you know what i mean and like if you if you're thinking to your friends and you don't know any screeches Guess what? You're the screech. That's basically <laughs> how, that's basically how it works, and and I think that screech has had that. You know, if anyone, and this is just describing everyone. If you've ever felt awkward in a situation, if you've ever not been comfortable in your own skin and knowing what to say or do with any particular moment, right. if you've ever fumbled or screwed up, you know, and embarrassed yourself publicly, that's screech. That's screech coming out, and that kind of describes everybody's gone through that at some point. So. I, you know, whereas, like, a lot of guys, like, playing the jock or the tough guy or, like, might be challenged by other tough guys and stuff like that, I've never, I've never really had that problem. Like, everyone's always shown me a lot of love and a lot of respect, and I think that I'm very fortunate that way, that Screech was kind of the
3: everyman. That's great, that's great. Now, you
2: mentioned earlier that you wanted to do, you know, take on roles that were more dramatic, per se, even though you like comedy. Are you going in that direction for more serious roles in the future?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing the, um. I, I've kind of, you know, gotten out of my system doing, like, the, you know, the bad guy stuff. Obviously, the porn was fake, the celebrity <laughs> set club was scripted, the, right. the book had the Ghost Rider. It's kind of a one, two, three punch there where it's kind of done, like, I'm kind of done with, like, the, you know, taking the bad bad boy angle or kind of that kind of stuff. I'm going to go more uh, reserved and careful with the stuff I yeah. pick or choose to tie myself to. But, um, I definitely am, uh, you know, and I have that drive to where I still, I'd love to play like how Heath Ledger did Batman's, you know, version of the Joker. Oh, yeah. and His version was just so, was so good and so interesting to watch. So and I'd love dark. to be attached to something of that magnitude. And, uh, also that tickles another part of my career that I've never gotten to do. And for 30 years I've been performing, you know, since I was eight years old, I got my first commercials and stuff and I've never gotten to be a part of something with like fast special effects like I want to be in something like Jurassic World or the Matrix yeah we agree something Uh, something badass in the sci-fi realm would be great oh
0: we'd love to see you in Star Wars uh, what? Star Wars we'd love to see you in Star Wars
1: Oh, oh, hell yeah! I mean, they, they've got see, uh, episode seven's already, you know, in the bag, and 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 they're probably shooting episode eight now. But yeah. hey, episode eight or nine, I'd like to get in there. I could play like Jar Jar's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you as a
0: Sith Lord, personally, but you
1: know. Oh yeah, see, you're going to eat. it works. I played the bad guy for a little while, and you're okay. you're already seeing. Yeah, Seth Diamond. That's what we're going
2: for. By the way, I actually have a script for you. It's about, actually loosely based on your life, it's about a child actor who grows up to be a rabbi who is in New York, who's loved by his community, but he has a dark side. He's actually slinging drugs on the side, and he sleeps with a lot of women. I think that would be perfect for you, actually.
1: Actually, not Hey, oh, uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Let's uh, send it to me. We'll read it. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what we can put together, man. I think that was uh, just
0: Cokie's biopic right yeah. there. <laughs> oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: you, you see me in the
3: Hebrew hammer too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dustin, before, we're gonna we're, before,
3: before before you go. You, okay. before you go. Like, I remember last time we spoke to you, which has been like, what do you think? Like seven years now. Last right? time, yeah, uh, 2009, I think. Yeah, maybe? You're, tr- you're trying to um, save your house. Like, how are you doing nowadays with your finances and like. Our thing is getting better. Oh, he's know. killing it. You're killing it. Oh, oh
1: no! Man, hey, it's been a blast. You know, if you remember back then, I couldn't talk about that. Of course, every no one wants anything. You know, out there when when you know because it's not just me involved with these situations. When that right. was going down, the guy that um... that I was going to court against was committing tax fraud. Oh, you know, man. he was taking the payments. He was pocketing um, the property tax money and then paying the bank for the house. You know, for the the mortgage payment and all that, and then pocketing the property tax money. So I was like, dude, I'm I, mean, I couldn't tell the press at the time, but it's like, I'm not worried about this. This guy sh- should be worried because he's the one facing like serious like prison time. You know, like right. I'm getting victimized here. And the thing is is that it could happen to anybody, but this guy banked on, oh, well, cause you're, you got some fame or people know you. You don't want anything to get out there. You're just going to roll back and, and take it. And what's funny is that I thought I came up with a very clever way of kind of, you know, taking advantage of that opportunity to right that great wrong and also get the word out there. And the fact that you have no idea how cool it is to run into, like, heroes of mine that actually bought a shirt as well. I'm oh, a big yeah. metal guy, and uh, what's funny is that um, I've met so many um, uh, band members and, and, and people from, like, huge bands. Jonathan Davis from Corn, I met... And I went up to introduce myself to him, and he interrupted me. And before I could speak, he said, Dustin, hey, I have one of your food in my house, man. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, and I was like dumbfounded. I'm like, how cool is that?
0: Right. on. And how cool is it that Dustin's going to be in Baltimore, guys, this oh, okay. Friday and Saturday? We're going to check you out on Friday, man. We'd love to see your show.
1: Uh, awesome, brother. Come out. We'll hang out. and uh you know, maybe we'll do something crazy. You know what? We'll we'll rob a liquor store. I'll put it on hold. I'll put it <laughs> in the day planner. Well, you know, you're, do it just for you.
0: If you're if you're not on probation, then yeah, let's go do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, my my day planner is
3: clear. It's all for you, oh, baby. Good, good, okay. Okay. In
0: Baltimore, so you're you're like, allowed to ride here. It's you're, fine. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, they don't care. They
3: don't care.
0: You can burn a CVS if you want. Yeah, it doesn't matter.
3: I'll so I'll be selling CDs in the
1: parking lot at the end of the show. I got Metallica. I got some. Uh, <laughs> <Perfect>. No <laughs> doubt. All right.
2: We, we might even take him out and let him shoot somebody, too, right? <laughs> Maybe. Uh-huh. Dustin,
0: before we let you go, if you could, let us know who you are. You're listening to Below the Belt Show, and make, um, yeah, throw out a plug or a reference to something below the belt.
1: This is Dustin Diamond, comedian extraordinaire, and you know me as Screech from Saved by the Bell. And you're listening to the Below the Belt Show. If not, you're probably an asshole. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <I love that. laughs> Maybe. Justin, that was Maybe a little birthday greeting for Chachi Oh yes, it's Chachi
0: McFly's <laughs> birthday He's the, the king of the 80s Could you throw out a little birthday wish for Chachi?
1: <laughs> Chachi, happy birthday from Dustin Diamond I don't know if you should be proud Or insulted <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Thank you so much Dustin, awesome Uh You have uh, two shows on Friday And two shows on Saturday, correct?
1: Oh, yeah, I believe so, and it's going to be a blast, man. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. All
0: right. Thanks so much, Dustin. Have a good night. Talk
1: to you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Take
0: care.